Welcome to Employing Differences, a conversation about exploring the collaborative space between individuals. I'm Paul Tevis. And I'm Karen Gimnig. If you're new to the show, uh, each episode we start with a question and we see where it takes us. This week's question is, what does it take to disagree well? You want to start? Does it take to dis- yeah, I mean, w- we started talking about this and it, this originally was a little more complicated because we're like, disagree well, that's not particularly nuanced. But I do think fundamentally that's, that's kind of what this is about, um, right? It's like, when we talk about exploring, exploring and finding that space between us in collaboration, right? It's actually about recognizing and employing and making use of the fact that we have differences, right? The fact that we're not both the same is actually important to that. And, and that's kind of, I think, where disagreeing becomes important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking earlier about mindset and so mm-hmm. much of how we're raised is that what we're trying to do is agree with each other and that if we disagree, we're a troublemaker. If we disagree, we're, we're creating the yeah. problem. We're the person that's disrupting things. Um, and, and, and we probably are disrupting things. And I think where, where we're heading with this is that that disruption is the thing that makes collaboration work well. Um, yeah. if, we want, if, we, if I want to just work with people just like me, then why do I need anybody else? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm good on my own. So if yeah. I want to work with someone else, the value of that is exactly the space where, the, where we are not aligned or not in agreement or don't have the same thoughts or ideas. Yeah. So that's hard, right? It's like, like we're, we're signing ourselves up for people to disagree with us. Like when we, when, we move, when we invite ourselves into that collaborative space, whether we recognize it or not, but we are actually asking people to push us, to challenge us, to disagree with us. Um, and, and that's not easy. Uh, what, what, what is it that we, I'm curious, like what you found that works well for helping us stay in that space. That's so funny. Cause you, you said it in your question. Curiosity, I think is so key. Is that mm-hmm. like, I, I think our instinct is to receive disagreement as attack as, mm-hmm. as threat. Mm-hmm. And so we defend. And if we can go, wait a minute, this isn't an attack. I don't have to defend what I need to do is get really interested and curious. Where is yeah. that coming from? And the, and the more different it is, the more confusing it is to me or the more unfamiliar, the more curiosity is called for, I think. Yeah. I'm wondering if we're, I, I absolutely agree. And I'm wondering if we're maybe getting a little abstract here. I'm wondering if a, a situation or an example might, uh, might help ground this a little bit. Something that's, uh, as we were talking about recently, just juicy enough. Uh, or, or as someone said, juicy, but safe, right? Where there's, there's, there's energy around it, right? And those are actually sometimes like the, the really good topics to have useful disagreements around is like, it's like, and, and to practice, you know, disagreeing well is like, what's something where we know that we, we see differently on this and we care about it, but it also feels safe and contained. And we can kind of use that as a practice space. I, I, nothing is coming to mind right away for me right now. Do you, do you have a, an example or a situation? Not a live one, but I'm sort of thinking, you know, the hypothetical, you know, it can even be something as simple as something procedural. You know, are we going right. to, you know, are, are we going to, are we going to hit record? At what point right. are we going to hit record <laughs> on this new podcast okay. we're doing? <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to get meta on this. 
<laughs> well, and it was interesting. Like, okay, so sure, why not? Let's go there. Um, you know, we we were talking uh, when we were setting some of this stuff up last week, and and I could tell you just kept saying, "So, could we hit record now?" And I was noticing I was resisting that, right? <laughs> and so I'm curious, like, what was that? What do you think was happening there? What was that situation like? What did we? What were we doing that actually was useful? Yeah, and, and I think the, the biggest thing is that each of us was saying aloud the thing we knew the other might disagree with, mm. which, right, that, that's one piece to, to be right. willing to say that. And we've developed enough safety between, we, we did a fair bit of it very intentional pre-work as we got to know mm -hmm. each other and thought about how do we want to work together to mm -hmm. develop that sense of safety. But it really has put us in a place where even though it was a risky thing, it's like, maybe we just turn the thing, maybe we just turn on record and start this thing. Um, that I was, I had the sense of safety to do it and I was gutsy enough to, yeah. to do that. And then yeah. you can talk about kind of how you responded to that. Yeah. So I want to point out that first thing you said, which is like, we both were willing to say the thing that we thought the other person might disagree with. I think that's really key. I think that's one of the things about disagreeing well is that we often don't say the thing that we think the other person might disagree with. And what's weird is sometimes we say the thing that we think the other person might disagree with and we're wrong, right? <laughs> but they, they agree with it. <laughs> so that's the, I think that is a, that is a key thing in my experience uh, with that. Um, yeah. And, and, and kind of to follow that, um, like my experience of that was just like, I, and again, this was part of like, we had created a, a container to sort of allow us to say, what we were thinking, right? It wasn't, I was able to say not only the thing that I thought you would disagree with, but like what, what I needed to, um, because I was saying like, you know, I'm, I'm not yet comfortable to do this. Here are the things that I would need in order to be comfortable. Um, and, and I think that was actually a really useful thing because I was able to dig in and do the introspective work and say, why am I disagreeing with this course of action? what would it need to be like in order for me to agree with it? Um, <laughs> I, I uh, was working with, um, with someone recently and I, I've discovered that I, uh, I, I'm a people pleaser um, and I have difficulty saying no to stuff. Uh, and so I've been digging into a lot of like, what does it mean to say no? Which is, which is part of disagreeing. Right, and why why do I have difficulty saying no? And one of the routes into that that's been useful for me has been, what would it need to be like in order to say yes? Yeah, so, I'm, so what I'm hearing is that sort of internal curiosity too of when, when I notice that I'm resisting or that I'm disagreeing or that I'm not comfortable with what's been said, mm -hmm. I, I think again, our cultural norm is to lash out, to defend against, to, to attack, right. to cut down, to question from that kind of space or to judge. Um, yeah. Oh, and yeah. that <laughs> what you did was to look back at yourself and go, huh, why, why am I resisting this idea? Yeah. And there's a piece within that that I think is, it's a little nuanced and a little um, not, not as tangible, a little out there, but I think there's another, there's a piece of that, that you had enough respect for me to mm -hmm. figure there must have been something worthwhile, right? Like, right. you didn't dismiss me as a crazy person. You said, okay, mm -hmm. so I, I, I may not want to do what she wants to do, 
but there must be some value in it. And if I assume the value of that other person, if I assume their intelligence and that they're reasonable and that they come from a good place, mm-hmm. then it's natural to look at, okay, so there's some merit over there. Why am I resisting it? Yeah. And, and not to shut down my resistance, but to lean into it and get curious and let myself build self-awareness as a result of that difference. Yeah. Because there's so what you're pointing at is that that curiosity needs to go sort of all directions, right? It's not mm-hmm. just I want to be curious about what's going on with the other person. I also need to get curious about what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think I want to underline a thing that you either said or implied, which is that like I also uh, made the assumption, right, that you were asking for what you're asking for for a reason, right? That for a legitimate value, for a valid reason, right? And so I didn't want to just shut that down. I wanted to us to have to be able to have a conversation about, okay, how can we both, given both of us want the things that our current strategy that we're pursuing doesn't seem to be compatible on, how do we surface that and kind of work with it? Um, rather than saying, you know, I didn't prioritize your needs over mine or my needs over yours. I, we kind of said like, both of those are valid. How do we work with that? Yeah. And, th- and this, I think, is that space between that in these conversations we're wanting to reach for is that that what I had in mind wasn't the perfect thing. What you had in mind wasn't the perfect thing. The thing that is is generating this thing that 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 seems to be successful is the space between that we found in the curiosity. Right. And, and the point of inviting ourselves into that collaborative space is trusting that what that comes up with is going to be more interesting, more dynamic, more exciting, more useful than what we would have come up with on our own. Yeah. So I think as we're nearing kind of the end of our time, the things that, and what this is one of the things we want to do in these, in these episodes is to look at, so what are some really concrete things you can go out and do in the world? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so what I'm seeing is be willing to say the thing like, Gather your courage and be willing to say the thing. Assume there's a reason, which will lead you to getting curious and trust the space between. Yeah, I think, I think all three of those are um, things that we don't, we don't do as often as might be useful for us mm-hmm. um, for various reasons. I think that, uh, and this is, Inevitably, what happens in these shows is you discover like, oh, this thing is a whole topic for a whole nother show. (laughs) But like the thing that underlines some of those things is very explicit things that you and I did and and sort of co-created to allow us to be able to do those things more safely and to trust that they would work more than we might normally trust that they would um, in in other other contexts or other interactions, and I think that might be an interesting thing to talk about at some point in the future. But yeah, I think those those three things are absolutely. Um, and I, I just I think I'd I'd underline and add to that, like if you find yourself not being able to do those things, get curious about that. Why is absolutely. that? What's under that? And I right. think and I think a theme we're going to see through all of these threads is that these are things we grow into. It's not a switch you flip from I nope. never did it to I always do it. It's a, you know, I, I lean into just a little more vulnerability. I try just a little bit of a new thing and gradually build these practices. Yeah, yeah. In my coaching work, we talk about people's growing edge, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's slowly moving forward, right? There's that space 
just kind of slowly expanding. It's not you're leaping all the way across to being a brand new person all at once. I think that's a great place to say that's going to do it for us today. And I'm Karen Gimnick. And I'm Paul Tevis. This has been Employing Differences.